Welcome to the Hope United Podcast, where we're creating a culture of worship, family, and discipleship. We hope this message challenges, inspires, and gives you hope today. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. I do want to say um, I wrote a new book. It's available in the foyer, and it's called Bulletproof Marriage. Um, it's the best thing I've ever written. I couldn't have done that without people who helped me, especially like Marco Mariquin. And it's in English and in Spanish. And uh, the people who have incredible, on Tuesday night at 7, big crowd here and then online and um, uh, over half of them are single which is really good so you know what you're doing before you get into it and you scar it by learning when God could give you how to do it first and one of the editors that helped me do the book they've been married for 35 years and every morning there's 27 chapters Every morning they got up and, and did it with each other. And it's revolutionized their marriage. And the first week, this is the first place I've ever uh, shared it. And it's available out front. And uh, that's right, baby. I believe in the next four weeks. Raise your, raise your hand and agree with me. In the next four weeks, you'll end up understanding relationships like you never have before. You will feast the harvest of God's words and relationships properly understand, stood, are the greatest blessings you'll ever have, are the greatest frustration or curse you've ever had. And so I, I've never preached this before, I've taught this before, and I just want to um, share. My dad in his library my dad has uh, about a thousand books in his library. All of them are on relationships because he was all about teaching about marriage and family. Would do things about singles when in his will when he pa when he pa when mom passes, I get all of them. But every for years and years, every week of my life, I was in a, a relationship seminar with my dad. And his teaching was so powerful in my life, that was back in the day where you had cassette tapes. Two of his cassette tapes were so powerful, along with interviewing he and mom for a week, I wrote two books out of two cassette tapes. And uh, one of them was uh, a love that lasts 70 years still in love. And the other one, mom and dad were phenomenal with finances. It's called The Gate, Financing Your Dreams or Drowning in Your Debt. But today we're going to talk about covenantal relationships. Covenantal relationships. If you don't understand this element, you're never going to really understand what God has for it. And I've asked Minister Kendi, if she would assist me today, and God gave me a diagram she's going to draw, but she's also going to share the word. I, I, I do want you to hear something. Can I have my, my Bible from over there, EJ? Uh, 
We're going to keep this silly on the down low. Uh, but the last time I was at Mom's house a couple of months ago, I got Dad's Bible. <laughs> no, we're not going to tell. I just, I just praised the Lord and took it out. <laughs> and um, uh, relationships, if you don't understand, well, I'm just, you'll get to it. I love the Spanish word for covenant is pacto. And it's very, very powerful. And there was another word. I was on the phone with Robert last night who travels around the world and interprets for me. It's impacto, which is the essence of being a covenant breaker. And that's what the enemy tried to do the very first in the garden. God put man. He kicks out of man's side and he gives woman to him. And the first attack was after was our own relationship. To break covenant. I believe every covenant relationship must be from God. It must start with God or else your life will be filled with needless pain and suffering. If you've ever been to a messianic service, in the beginning of the service what they do is they take out of a a vault or a safe, the Torah. They bring it into the sanctuary or the temple and they dance with it to celebrate the word. Amen. And when it comes by, they'll just want to touch it because they know the power in the word. Amen. Yeah. They'll want to stop and kiss it because they understand the power in the word. Whether your word's on the Bible, on, on your phone, or you have a Bible, I need you to take, I need you to hold the word. Because the word is just not some letters and it's not just some words. It's the living word. What changed everything, the Bible says, and the word became flesh. Kiss your phone, kiss your Bible. This is the greatest gift God ever gave to you. And, and, and what I what I love is the day we celebrate the word. Yes. Now, I want can you read this first scripture? It's in Mark ten verse nine, and it says, "Therefore, what God has joined together, no man can." Uh, louder! Give her a little bit more volume, and say it again. And I want you to hear this. Therefore. What God has joined together, let no man put asunder. Now, I understand the context of this because he's introducing this between a man and woman in marriage. But I want to tell you that what God joins together, man can't break up. And it's more than just marriage. Okay. If you don't believe that, let me take you to probably the greatest... Uh, passage on covenant relationship is found in the first chapter of Ruth and I want you to listen to it as Hindi reads it. Ruth 1 16 through 18. Ruth 1 16 through 18. I'm sorry I'm gonna have to give them the Kendi version. No do okay. it. Don't ask me not to follow you. Did you say ask? Ask. Okay. 
Yes, don't ask me not to follow you. Where you go, I go. Where you stay, I stay. Come on. Your people, my people. Your God, my God. Come on. Where you die, yep. I die. Come and on, we'll and be buried there. And only death will be able to separate us. Now, I want to tell you, this was given in a very tragic time. Covenant relationship will have you not only make it through tragedy, it, you will get your destiny revealed in tragedy. Yeah. Naomi's husband had died. Both of her daughter-in-laws, Naomi's sons, had died. They were broke. They were poor. They had nothing. It was in famine. And she says, I got to go. And to Oprah, the oldest, one of the daughters, she said, y'all need to go back home to y'all's house, to y'all's people. And she said, peace out, gone. And, and she was gone. But Ruth looked, and she understood covenant relationship. She said, no, 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 don't ever ask me to leave you. Because what, are y'all hearing this? When you understand, and I'm going to show you the dimensions of covenant today. People want to stand in front of me and go, dearly, Lord, we're gathered together here in the sight of God, the presence of these witnesses, joined together this man and this woman in holy matrimony, which is an honorable state, instituted of God, signified by his presence, in Cana of Galilee. It is therefore not to be entered into unadvisedly, but reverently and fearfully. In the great. Then we get to, for better, for worse, for rich and for poor, in sickness. Oh, y'all know these words? For richer? Till what? Now, I'm not bringing condemnation on anybody that's going through the tragedy of divorce. It's terrible. It's terrible. You come to hope. You're going to be restored. But I am here to tell you, you need to understand covenant. There are such blessings in covenant. And for those of you that don't understand, she realized, Ruth realized, if she kept covenant, this woman that was broke, grieving, who said, change my name to bitter, mm -hmm. was the one that led her to a rich husband that was honored to take care of her the rest of her life. Say out loud, my blessings. <laughs> so what you think she's smart. I've already preached a sermon to her. All right, here we go. <laughs> so we're not going to leave men out. So we're going to go to 1 Samuel 18, 1 through 3, and it goes like this. After David had finished talking with Saul. Okay, hold on. Let's give us some context. David has just killed Goliath, and he's walking into Saul's house with Goliath's head. When you're in covenant, giants fall. When you, I'm not just talking about fall. Get ended. Now, he walks in. There's Saul, and there's Jonathan. And it says... After David had finished talking with Saul, 
Jonathan became one in spirit with David, and he loved him as himself. Now, this, these next two verses are not on the screen, and that's not their fault. I just read it, and I, I wanted you to hear these go. From that day, Saul kept David with him and did not let him return home to his family. And Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as himself. Now, who do you really love as yourself? When I, when I met Mark O'Merican, it was a Jonathan and David experience. I love him as I love myself. He is saying it right back to me. It's dangerous because if I even find out or he even finds out an inkling of what the other one needs, it's just done. Saul did not want David to leave because he just wanted his gift. He didn't want him. Mm -hmm. And you see that down the, he's throwing a javelin at, lunch, at dinner time trying to kill him, then gets his army to try to, to kill this man because if people love you just for your gift or even just for your fruit, they're not in covenant with you. Amen. Okay. Covenant. I saw it when 11 years ago, after I just had a stroke, God said to me, I want you to put Josh and Corinne as the lead pastors in the church. And I said, yes, God, I will do it. I was in the hospital. This side of my face had drawn. This side of my body was numb. And I honored my covenant with God. Sonny is my witness. Immediately my face went back. My feeling came into this side of my body. When you honor covenant, God honors you. And so my mom and dad were a little concerned that Sonny and I were stepping down and Josh and Corinne were stepping up. Here's covenant. Mom and dad were talking with Bill and Cecilia. And Bill and Cecilia said to my mom and dad, just as we were with Dwayne and Sonny, we will be with Josh and Corinne. Because covenant is always three generations. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They have honored my children just like they honored me and Sonny. I watch them honor my grandchildren. Now, if y'all could have some grandchildren, I'd honor them. All right. Can I get an amen? Cecilia, can I get an amen? Okay, all right. Every covenant relationship must bring glory to God and must have a purpose. Y'all need to get this. Touch your ears and say, God, let me hear. The principle is, if you're in covenant with someone, it's because they have something to give you and you have something to give them. But it's all about building the kingdom. It's building the kingdom. A problem is, it's created when you go into other areas in a covenant relationship that it was not meant to provide. God brought Kendi into my life. She is a phenomenal pillar in this house now. She is a great teacher. 
we have a great you seeing it seeing it played out today. But if I say to Kendi, you know, we need to spend more time together, we should go to dinner alone. Now you understand, I'm taking it into an area that it doesn't belong. Amen. That belongs with her. Okay, you are y'all hearing me? Just because you're in covenant in one area doesn't mean you're in covenant in all areas. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll get that in just a second. Let's talk about the five levels of leadership. Every relationship must be defined in one of these. Because your assignment, I'm going to go ahead and tell you at the end of this message, is to look at every relationship you have today and find out which of the four levels of earthly relationship it fits in. Because, and I told, I told Jess this morning, I want to tell everybody that, that teaches our children, if our children understood this, they wouldn't be broken in school. All right, five levels of relationship. Number one, your relationship with God. Now, I want to tell you, I'm, gonna, I'm going to put the diagram in a pyramid, but it's an upside-down pyramid. It's an upside-down pyramid because, I, Candy, what does Matthew 23, 11 says? Matthew 23, 11. But he who is greatest among you shall be your servant. Okay. So the kingdom is an upside-down pyramid. You understand? You want to be the leader, then you serve everybody. Okay, so I, I'm going to read this while Kendi's doing this. Exodus 23 is the first commandment that says, You have made them an idol. You shall have no other gods before me. Any relationship before God is an idol. I don't care how wonderful it is. When I started to marry Sonny, I said, Sonny, what's the covenant you cannot break? And she said, number one. God will be first, but you will be second. I was good with that because, let's all say it together, any relationship you put before God is an idol. If you put anyone before God, you will be vulnerable to enemies' attacks. Your foundation will be at stake. You walk with him at the beginning of every day. At the beginning of every day. Baby, come here for just a second. Beginning of every day, God would come down and he would walk with Adam and Eve in the garden. Let me tell you, if you're not walking with God in the garden, in the first part of every day, you're probably going in the wrong direction. Mm. Mm. And God's not going to bless you going in the wrong direction. He would say, let me set your direction. He would come with them to cool the day before the sun had ever come up and said, let's walk. And God would set them on relationship. And let me tell you, if it's really a covenant, I want you to look at it this way. If, you took, if we took super glue, just put a glob of it on your hand and connect it. And I know it's not possible in a logistical world, but let me just tell you something. I'm joined. Okay. But my first joining is to God. Amos 3.3 3 says, 
Amos 3, 3, can two walk together unless they are agreed? That goes back to the garden. The principle is, if the relationship begins to pull you away from your devotion to God, it's doomed to destroy the foundation of everything in your life. Psalms 127, 1. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who builds it. And let the, unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. Principle. Every true covenant brings glory to God. I want you to look at every relationship in your life. Does it bring glory to God? Don't mean you go through some rough patches. Because the covenant that we're going to first talk about and the covenant that you have with God is oneness. When you are in oneness, you take on the other person's spirit and soul. When I married Sonny, I could not stand spicy food. I hated spicy food. And I had made it, I will never drink coffee. <laughs> One year away from 50 years of marriage, let me tell you something. If it's not spicy, I don't want it. And a day without coffee is a demon-filled day. I took on her. She was raised in a horse farm. They get up at 4 o'clock every morning to go clean the stalls. I was raised on the road in evangelistic work. We didn't get home till 2 in the morning. We met somewhere in the middle. Come on, Candy. Take me to John 17, 21, 22. And they all may be one. As you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me, and the glory which you gave me I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one. Okay, here, here, we're one. How do people know what God looks like? We're living epistles known and read of men. What else does it say? Hebrews 4, 15. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, with yet without sin. Listen to me. In this, when you have a relationship, God knows everything you're going through. He's experienced everything you're going through. Number two, second level. Your covenant of marriage or your covenant with brothers and sisters in the faith that God has joined you to. Now, I'm going to tell you something. There's not 20 of these. You probably don't have 10 of these. I'm talking about a relationship where you're completely vulnerable and completely transparent. This is a new person that's formed in the, chemist, in the chemistry of this union, and it's proven over time and through difficult circumstances. Who are you really in that level of covenant? You move slowly. The Bible says better not to make one than to break one because you'll be judged for the covenants that you break. Level two relationship, listen to me, is when destinies match up 
belief systems match up and growth matches up. Because if you're not in somebody with somebody that's willing to grow, you're going to outgrow them. Then they will move from two to three. That's not bad. It's not judgmental, but you can't be totally, you have to be careful who you're totally transparent to and totally vulnerable to. And that's why there are fathers and mothers in the faith. I understand that. But on this kind of level, I just want to say to you, you must be incredibly careful who you're in that level of covenant with. Number three, your covenant with most of your brothers and sisters in the faith is limited vulnerability and limited transparency as the Spirit leads. I don't come up here, even if I was in a, in a leadership meeting here in the church, and go, you know, Sonny and I had, we had a rough time this week. You know, I slapped her, she slapped me. It was rough. Well, you don't need to know that. Now, for those of you that are puzzled right now, we don't slap each other. God, why did God give you the covenant? I need you to, when you're looking at anybody that level is in level three, I want you to ask this question. What's the purpose of it? What's the purpose of the relationship? Sometimes God will give you a prayer partner that's just phenomenal, and you will pray with them. That's the purpose of the relationship. It's not oneness, but there's great influence. Yeah. On both parties. In level three relationships, you must understand what's the purpose of it and what are the boundaries. Are you with me? Are you with me? Level four. This is a covenant with those you mentor or you help disciple. In this level, there's no vulnerability. You're not there to be vulnerable to them. You're there to empower them. You're there to teach them. And your transparency is only, transparency is only something that would benefit them, not to get something off your chest. It is. These relationships are the responsibility that God gives you. They are not equals. You're not equals. They're a project God has given you like Jesus gave the 12 disciples. He was never offended by them because he wasn't vulnerable to them. They would do crazy stuff. And Jesus was just, okay, let's teach that part again. Remember, he did not start the ministry. He did not start his ministry without relationships. And I want to tell you something. We don't make babies we don't intend to raise. Amen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I know everybody gets excited. Ooh, I'm having a baby. I'm having a baby. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know the price of raising that baby? Because that's just the beginning. See, people don't understand. They get offended at baby Christians. Let me tell you what babies will do. They will pee on you, they will poop on you, and they will throw up on you, and then they will feel better about themselves for doing it. <laughs> Won't they? <laughs> oh, woo, I feel better. Your dress is a wreck. <laughs> I 
Read Matthew 4, 15. Then he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Let me just tell you something. What an incredible responsibility when you say to somebody, follow me. I'm following him, but just follow me. Because people on this level, they can't understand a God they can't see and touch. They need a God they can see and touch, but the responsibility is on you. I'm not making disciples of Swilly. I'm making disciples of the Most High God. Okay, all right. What's 1 Corinthians 11.1 1 say? Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. Remember that these people might be babies in the faith, and they might be immature. Now, when I say babies in the faith, that might mean they just not get saved. Some people repeat the first grade 30 years in a row. Mm. <laughs> they want to leave the church because you sit in their chair. Okay, I'm, 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 I'm out of time, but here, okay. Level five, we'll pick it up next week. Level five is your covenant responsibility to those in the world who do not know Jesus. It's a covenant that you have with God, not with them. Please make sure your children understand this. This is why I could go to a high school in the inner city where when I graduated, we were about 90% African-American, and I was vice president of student body, president of the band, president of the Future Teachers of America. Why was that? I didn't need them. They needed me. They needed me for their eternal future. I was not offended in them. John 3.16, you all know, I'll just say it. For God so loved the world, he gave. Stop it right there. Our responsibility is to give to them without anything in, in, in expectation of return. The principle in this level of relationship, there is no covenant. Second Corinthians 14 Six fourteen says you would be unequally yoked. Your purpose is to influence, never to be influenced. Well, I love y'all. Y'all are y'all are good students today. I feel y'all going to class with me. The strategy is always to help them find God through Jesus Christ, their Savior. Let me say it again now. Your assignment this week is to look at every relationship you have and, and, and where do they fit? Are they here? Are they here? Are they the Ruth, Naomi, Jonathan, David, husband, wife? Are, are they that level? There's few. Are they here? You, you, you're vulnerable and transparent as the spirit directs. Are you the disciple? Are you the one mentoring? Or are they lost? I just want to make sure all of our young people understand. The Bible says you serve one of two masters. You love one and you hate the other. Young people. There's no need to get your heart broken too. If you understand this, you don't get your heart broke because by the time you get here, 
you've gone through here, you've gone through here, because they start here, and you start here, this is easy. Here's the way I want to start. Y'all just start doing the music. It's good. I want you to, let's, let's, let's do inventory, all right? Let's do inventory. Because the enemy is going to bring complete destruction to your life if there's unforgiveness in your heart. Unforgiveness doesn't hurt the person you're offended at. It hurts you. Because in the scripture it says, and forgive us. As so, forgiveness can't flow towards you unless it flows from you. It's a flow. It's a flow. Close your eyes. If there's anybody in your life that you know there's unforgiveness, we 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 need to we need to get to a clean slate this morning. A clean slate. If there's unforgiveness. In your heart, he's here to forgive you and give you a new start. Raise your hand if you know there's unforgiveness in your heart. There's some relationship that's not right. Good, that's good. Come on, come on, guys. That should be like most everybody's hand. Okay, good. If there's unforgiveness, because I know you're a believer, if you did this. I want you just to stand up with me. Stand up with me. If you know there's unforgiveness, if there's unforgiveness, stand up. And I want somebody that knows how to agree with you in forgiveness. Turn your hand and touch somebody. Turn your hand and touch somebody. That's good. Turn your hand and touch somebody. And forgive us this day. As we forgive those who trespass against us. Everybody, let's, let's agree with this. God, I clean my heart today. Create in me a clean heart. And renew a right spirit in me. Today, I forgive everybody. Now, I mean the ones that you have every right to be upset, but it's not about you. You give them to God. Say, God, I, for, I, 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 I give them to you. I forgive. I forgive. And whatever step of forgiveness I need to do, a call, a visit, an email, I do it. And then I'm going to trust for you. Now, if you really got a problem, you're probably going to have to do this about 10 times. Because the enemy keeps trying to sneak that booger back on you. And you just go, gee, I want to kick there. No, you can't do that. I have to practice this all the time. Because I'm a very passionate person. I love passionately, but gee. I forgive. Say it. Now everybody stand up and say, today, I'm going to take inventory of every relationship in my life. I'm going to put it in the right place. 
in the name of Jesus. Every relationship belongs in the kingdom, but in the right place. But in the right place. Do you know what we could do with healthy relationships? There was uh, a movie we were watching, Sonny and I, where there was covenant involved. And they would look at each other, and whenever they would see each other, they would just do this. It didn't, it didn't have anything. We didn't have to say words. We don't have to talk, do we, Marco? Sandy, we don't have to talk. Because if God do that, you know where I am with you. I need you to turn to two or three people. It's serious. No, no laughing. Serious. If you know you're in covenant with them in one of those levels, Pete, a long time ago, turn to somebody and go, here's my covenant. Nelson, to you, baby. Oh, my gosh. This is everything. This is everything. This is everything. This is everything. It's everything. It's everything. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Bernard. You're so crazy. I love you. Our covenant, part of our covenant is just crazy. He don't. <laughs> I love you. He, 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 the Bible says faith works by love. How about this? If we're in covenant and we're a body, why don't you go to two people and pray for them right now? Just do it. Take them in your arms, pray for them. Take them in your arms and pray for them. Pray for them. Take them in your arms and say, man, I'm in covenant. I pray for you. This thing works. I'm in covenant. I'm in covenant. I'm in covenant. Johnny. Is in you. Yeah, yeah. Lord, come on, sing. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I live for you alone. Every breath that I take, every moment I'm awake, EJ. Lord, have say and Drop the words. Every breath that I take, every moment I'm awake, Lord, have your way in. Hey, Jay, you came right in time. Forever. I live Forever. for you Forever. alone. Every breath Forever. that I take.
say every moment I'm away has nothing to do with emotion. It's Lord, a decision. seated. I don't know what's about to happen, but it's going to be good. I can tell you that. I look forward to the end of every service. I look forward to it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my friend, my son, the person I love, I'm in covenant with. Ladies and gentlemen, Thanks again for listening. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. For more information or to connect with us, go to hopeunited.church. And remember, if God is with you, you will be undefeated.